You're listening to And you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. And hey everyone, welcome back to the Collabcast for Friday, October the 12th, 2018. <laughs> My name is Mervyn Yu. I'm Minji Chang. And we are back from, <laughs> we took kind of a two-week hiatus. Did you? Because, um... You can blame me. Well, Minji was in Atlanta, and I've been busy um, helping plan a comedy festival mm. that... Both Minji and our special guests are going to be a part of. Yeah. Um, One will be better than the other, and I don't mean me. <laughs> let's introduce our special guest, though. Wow, wow. Uh, you can find him on the hit new show, Single Parents, as yes. Miggy. It's our old friend, Jake Choi. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Hi, Jake. I've been trying to get Jake on the show for a while, but he's been busy but now he's, he's elusive on, now he's on hiatus for man, a while you ain't never asked me to be on this show <laughs> <laughs> i have one email no facebook message no i'm kidding um you gotta go the extra mile marvin you gotta <laughs> throw that you out what email went to your apartment. managers and then we started talking yeah, yeah, yeah. my manager makes sure that everything comes through him yeah like everything yeah. um well, i already commented on your facebook plenty of times but congratulations i have to put that on the air thank you verbally yeah it's i've been so dope yeah, I just told you. I feel like I just saw you last night on my TV screen mm-hmm. trying to open a bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on the role. Congratulations on the, the reception's been really, really good. And yeah. the show was really funny. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the show. I love the characters. I love all the creatives behind the show. Yeah. Um, the writing is so good. <laughs> it's That's half the battle right there. The writing I think is it's so all, good. Yeah. I was trying to think of another show that tries to do what your show does, which is like have single parents, but like in a like friends type of like mm-hmm. show. And it hasn't been done before, which is crazy because these days there's a lot of parents and single parents that yeah. don't see themselves on TV mm-hmm. that way. I think, I want to say half the... The parents in the world, not even America, are like single parents yeah. or co-parenting. Co-parenting Divorce format rate. of some sort. Yeah. 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 And this is the first time where they're kind of centered. Yeah. And um, not just centered, but it's you see them as a sort of a family unit within themselves, you know, like support. Yeah. <laughs> so a tribe. Yeah. Yeah, th- exactly. It takes a village. It's you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because uh, the the simplest, most awesome ideas sometimes are so duh but mm. then you realize like how has this never been right. <laughs> centered on this before right at yeah. this juncture yeah what yeah and i love that it features your character miggy as like a emerging adult <laughs> asian bro who is just trying to just trying to figure it all out emerging is a very generous word <laughs> <laughs> marv is very good at the euphemisms he's learned that in the podcasting world yeah how to yeah no you're a pro man you. right exactly <laughs> well i mean last night's episode was all about miggy starting his first job yep but not really knowing like he, he's working at a wine bar but he realizes does he doesn't know how to open a wine bottle yeah oh no edit wine brary Poppy, who's played by the awesome Kimmy Lewis, her character owns this wine bar slash library. It's like oh. a feminist library. And um, I just think it's so clever. Wine library. It's such a great <laughs> I idea. I love it. Yeah. And it's his first day. And um, he, he, it's cool. It's great to see like Miggy as this confident young man when it comes to uh um, working at this wine brewery, you know, like he's he's like he feels invincible, and that's how you feel when you're like in your early twenties, right? You feel like you're on top of the world, and then before it all tumbles down right. into despair, and you realize he, 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 he doesn't know how to use a, a corkscrew <laughs> at a wine brewery. The only thing they serve is wine. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It was fun shooting the episode, um, directed by Erin O'Malley, who is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. She's like our EP and director. Yeah. She's like she's like Wonder Woman. Wow. She really is Wonder Woman. 
Yeah. And I'm so glad to finally, like, because it's, it's the first, like, Mickey-focused story on this show. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in the first two, you're kind of in the background, kind of coming with one-liners. But right, right. You know, I was like, when, when are we going to get more, more Jake? Mm-hmm. When is Jake going to get on my screen? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was excited. You know, mm-hmm. he even has, like, this little monologue that kind of grounds him. And mm-hmm. you see he does he does have feelings and he does have thoughts and he wants to impress Poppy, you know, and do and do good. Um, and that's a great psychological arc that that I really wanted for Miggy. <laughs> Give him dimension. Yeah, yeah. Anybody needs that. <laughs> everyone. Yeah, yeah everyone. everybody. Yeah. yeah, and it's so great to see like more more Asians on TV now. Re- you know? Yeah, for real. And dope that- Asians that we know and that we can like <laughs> tell it to their face and be like, "You're amazing." Thank you so much. You know, and speaking of like Asians that we know, the Miggy Miggy Park literally is. Represents so many people that I knew growing up that mm-hmm. are Asian, that are tattooed sneakerheads, that dress really hip, you know, of all genders, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you never see that. You never yeah. see like Asians who are like hype beasts who uh, are really cool and you know uh, collect sneakers and talk in, 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 in you know in, in a certain way and t- have tattoos. You don't you don't see that with confidence and with swagger. confidence. Yeah. And Even you right. on the poster I mean, with the baby and everything, but it's like it's so great because that image alone, because it's like even before you open your mouth and like get to hear or know the character, the imagery, you know. Yeah. It matters to take a step back. And yeah, there are a lot of more examples, which is great. But mm-hmm. I mean, with with Collab, you know, we've been basically cataloging a lot of all mm-hmm. of these wins. And for me, I can sometimes get lost in like, yeah, I can rattle off a list. I can be like this and this and this and that. But in the grand scheme of things, like how many images of that do you ever really see in a, a network sitcom, right? And like, Not that's the reality. Yeah. So <laughs> I even have to check myself half the time and be like, this is a huge freaking deal. Right, right, right. Because, right. again, you can, I get kind of blinded because I'm like, I'm around all y'all. Yeah, lot. yeah, yeah. I yeah. get very lucky. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, oh, so and so's doing this. They're doing this. But like, in the, you step back and like, this is epic. Right, right. Because we're around beautiful. it so much. Yes. We might take it for granted. Absolutely. You know? And I definitely have. Yeah. Like, um, the other day, my friend um, Diana, she, messaged me on Instagram. She was like, dude, I'm watching, you know, Single Parents and I'm in tears because she, she's a Korean-American mother mm-hmm. to two sons. And she's like, this is going to mean so much to them because they're getting to the age where they're realizing they're a little different, that they that the people that they go to school with know that they're Asian and they're mm. starting to realize that, you know? Yeah. And, um, and now they'll have at least more positive images of themselves mm-hmm. than when she was growing up. You know? Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about on TV now. No, before, if you saw an Asian on TV, they were, you know, delivery guys or like the Chinatown gangster in that one NCIS episode in Chinatown. Right. Right. A vague Asian gangster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But now we have, you know, not one, not two, but three Asian bros on (laughs) TV. We have Josh Chan from Crazy (laughs) Ex Girlfriend. Right. Uh, We have um, Jason Mendoza from The Good Good Place. Place, And then we have Miggy. Yeah, uh, from single parents, but we also have uh, Will Young Lee as um, hot doctor on The Good Doctor. Oh yeah, yeah. we all need that hot yeah. doctor. And yeah. in the movies, we have you know we have Henry Golding playing debonair, yeah, hot man, you know, crazy rich Asians, yeah. yeah. And then John Cho and Searching, <laughs> yeah, yeah, God. yeah. So and many then, fine Asian men. And then we still we have <laughs> season five of an Asian American Family on TV too. Is that five now? Yeah. yeah. Dang, dude. And they're syndicated. Yeah. That's so dope. No, I can't. Oh, my God. Five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were at the... I was like, that was like a couple years ago because we did the thing at Jenham around the you yeah. know, corner. And also in, at the Circle at in Circle New York. Circle in New York City. Which oh is Circle God. Club? The yeah. club? Yeah. It's it was, not there anymore? They closed down like <gasps> this past year, I think. Stop it! Yeah, it was like a it was like an <clears throat> institution. <laughs> it was of New York K Town. It wasn't like a club. It was more like a church. Like, <laughs> it, you went there to sin Congregate and to, to repent. <laughs> yes, bring thine self oh my to God. the circle to, uh, or uh, to repent. <laughs> oh, Joe, Bobby, I'm so sorry to hear that. If you're listening to this, <laughs> um, you will always be in our hearts. <laughs> oh my God, circle. Yeah, man. Cir- but you know, circle. Man, a lot of good and bad. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go deep into it. But I mean, just I'm not claiming New Yorker, but I, I've Google. been there. I've only been there for that first at the pool defense. So I, oh, I didn't I, see I the went, full debauchery. Of I circle. went clubbing there in my mm. early twenties, girl. And <laughs> I had highlights. Okay, that's like a, I have blonde yeah. highlights. <laughs> oh. That says a lot, right there. Yeah. 
kind of want to relive it. AZN. <laughs> oh, AZN. It's coming back. Um, but yeah, like five year, five seasons, and this year they're bringing some pretty awesome co-stars, which is uh, I think um, Bobby Lee's going to be in it. Oh my god! Um, yeah, and Ming Na Wen is going to have, have a recurring role in this season. Stop so. it! And then it's, they're part of TGIF now, which is another throwback. Is this coming back? Is there a TGIF? Yeah, Fresh Out the Boat is now the anchor I don't watch of TGIF. TV. Everything I watch is just online. You know, <laughs> right, if I right. watch anything, right? It's, it's a real thing. When I watch it at my convenience. Yeah, Fresh Out the Boat is now on Fridays and now a part of the new TGIF lineup. Why did it take so long? Because <laughs> <laughs> no one watches TV on Friday. On That's Fridays. true. Yeah. Yeah. That all... was like the thing. It was. It was. I grew up on that TGIF. I feel like now there's enough like families with kids that people are watching Good. Friday Night right. TV. So. Uh, Everywhere you go, go. Everywhere <laughs> you it's go. starting, guys. Oh my it's god! Jaleel White was in the season premiere of Fresh Out the Boat. Fresh Out the Boat, yeah. yeah. Shut up. He was yeah. so funny. I love him. so funny. Him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Uh, what? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Just, like, bringing 90s back with full force. Yes. Who's a writer now? He's like a screenwriter. Is yeah. he? Yeah, he's writing as a staff writer for the Veronica Mars series. Stop it! What? Yeah. What? Kareem? That's so random. This is his third, Veronica his second Mars? chapter. Okay. <laughs> Um, did you hear about Julio White and uh, the, the, the story where I think he was supposed to be like just like a guest star in, a, in the pilot? Yeah. And then the people loved him so much that they, they knew. Just kept... yeah. They're like, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, after I got picked up, like they just kept. I feel like he's like a Chris Pratt, basically. <laughs> what, what, what about Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt was For supposed Parks to be just like a random guest, too. On Parks and Rec? Yeah. He was not meant to be. Like a one episode, just whatever? Maybe like a couple. He the was first season. To, uh, the first season about how he was like just like the guy that. Yeah, how he was the terrible boyfriend to yeah. Ann Perkins. And he got injured and then he was supposed to just come out in every, like a, a couple episodes. Yeah, just to be like the random funny guy in the back. That's And funny. then he, like, you can't but tell you, him goodbye. But you need that like sort of dumb, naive character that's very just uh, innocent sort of. In, in a lot of comedies it's like it's yeah. like one of the eight characters of comedy sort of you know for sure yeah. for sure but yeah. I think we've learned that through characters like <laughs> these you know the lovable laughable character yeah. but I just love it too because I think that shows people who kind of like broke their own mold because they had no zero expectations of like you're not even gonna like thank you for being here mm-hmm. for these three episodes mm-hmm. but it's like no you're gonna be here with us for nine seasons yeah. <laughs> Chris Pratt is hilarious. He's amazing. You ever seen um, Parks and Rec bloopers? Hell yeah! His bloopers are the funniest ones. Mm-hmm. If if yeah. I, I think they're the only funniest. <laughs> <laughs> no, his, his bloopers are hilarious. Yeah, man. can't wait for the single parents blooper reel. Yeah, I want to see your blooper reel. Oh man, I, see what know, bombs you drop. You know we've been really good. We haven't really been messing up too much. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's on purpose. That's no but fun. <laughs> I know, but. No, I I know me and Taryn got some funny stuff for sure. <laughs> um, no, but I think we'll have some stuff. But for the first like three four episodes, you know, like we're on it, we're on it. Because they're professionals like, and they're taking very seriously <laughs> and they're prepared. Yeah, and then after episode four, we just get lazy and yeah, uh, like yeah. I don't care, guys. <laughs> Take nine. How was it working with uh, Emmy Award winner Brad Garrett? Oh my god, Brad is so funny and he's really nice. Mm. He looks he's, like such a gentle giant. He is a gentle. He's he's so quiet. Like when if. If when he's quiet, you don't even in between takes, you don't even know he's there. <laughs> he just stands still with his hands like kind of like together in front of him and just looks up at the ceiling, like he's so cool and so humble and down to earth. Are you like the um, comedic relief too? Are you because you're like you're you're you have great energy. That's how I know you, Jake. Yeah. You're always like talking with people, <laughs> hugging them. You know, you mean like um, on, on set? set, yeah. I, you know what? Believe it or not, I might be the most serious one on set. I'm not serious. Mm-hmm. I'm just the most serious out of everyone else. Jake oh. is a serious actor. I am a serious actor. I want to strive I am a method actor. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> but you wearing tats and wearing like I know, right? <laughs> no, you know what? No, I we're we're all like really chill. Yeah, but Taryn and Layton, um. Are really funny, even when just when we're not acting. Mm-hmm. And Brad and Kimry are like more chill, but they're really funny too. And I'm just there, like kind of like trying not to fuck up the, the, <laughs> the mood, you know? Like they'll say a funny joke, and I'm like, oh, how do I like piggyback on that? And, <laughs> and then I'll just catch myself. Um, but yeah, everyone's really chill. Yeah, I mean the kids are amazing too. They are. Yeah. They're so good. They're so pro. They're like more professional than us, <laughs> than the, 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 the oh, adults. Oh, yeah. They set examples. They do. I mean, 
the pilot single-handedly got Moana back in my head. Oh my god, I couldn't stop singing that song for like a week after shooting the pilot. <laughs> I could not stop. I haven't stopped since the movie, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I am. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Well, speaking of being a serious actor, uh, how did you get started uh, acting? Mm, acting. <laughs> um, so I I did like plays in middle school mm? when I was a kid, and I hated it. <laughs> I didn't catch the acting bug. I didn't get bit by the acting bug. Um, and then... Were you were you put in there by force? Yeah, it was... It, 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 it was like a school-wide thing? It was, it was a school okay, thing. It, so it, you it. had to have a role. And mm-hmm. they gave me... It, I remember doing like some Shakespeare play. It was like a big thing. And in then, middle school? In middle school. I was wow. in the fifth grade. And um, I had a <laughs> big Jesus. role. I forget which play, which uh, role. But all I remember was I went out and I had this big soliloquy. And I cut half of it because I wanted to go back to the wings and just hang out. Because they're too long. They're so long. I'm so done. Long. And in my head, I'm just thinking about playing basketball and soccer outside. Right. So I was like, you know, so-and-so, lines, lines, cut it. And I went to the last line and I just walked off. And all the classmates were looking at me like, dude, what the fuck did you just do? Rebel. <laughs> Yo, that's, oh my God, did you just do that? And and I'm just like, yeah, man, give me a Lunchable. Um <laughs> my lunchables um, I'm finished and seen yeah and then um, I started playing basketball competitively and I pursued that mm-hmm. um, and I played like you know for college in Brooklyn and university in Korea and then I played like at this in this um, in this semi-pro like league um, where all the US military bases kind of like participated right 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 and I quit that and um, I took an acting class in Korea matter of fact and I loved it because my, my friend was in it. So I went with her and I loved it. Everything was in Korean, but I still loved it. And then um, I had to come back to New York for like personal reasons. And um, I, I just started researching all these schools. I, I, research, I researched acting schools by where my favorite actors went. Right. And nice. At the time, I just looked up where did Al Pacino go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then um, it said Strasbourg. Oh, no, was it De Niro? De Niro. And, and and Pacino and then so it, it said Strasbourg so I, I went and I had to interview with them and they kind of like asked me all these questions and then I got in and th- and I just started taking like stage classes there vocal movement that's in New York wow. in New York yeah in Union Square yeah Dope. yeah and then I and then I would I, and then it got so expensive I had to take a break and work mm. and then by the time I made a lot of money. I was sort of like doing little pr- productions here and there, like little plays here, little student films. And I went back to school at T. Schreiber Studio, Terry Schreiber Studio. <laughs> um, and I started taking classes with Peter Minor and Peter and Diane Minor, and they're great. And then started learning with other teachers and coaching with other teachers like Bob um, Krakauer, Tess Lubersky. They're right. all great. Yeah. So you put in the training the craft yeah. the craft yeah. <laughs> he's dedicated to the craft sharpening my tools I and going back this is British. and going back this is, this was like your your second career because you had that semi pro career exactly yeah that's the, amazing how did that feel career. to go from athlete to artiste you know I, I i was very scared i was very terrified because when my in Korea, when I quit basketball, my friend suggested that I uh, be an actor because I was modeling. But she was like, you shouldn't model. You should be an actor. I think you can showcase your personality and your talents more. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? What? An <laughs> actor? I'm an athlete. Like, I don't, what, what, I, I'm She's like an, an astute a- woman. Sometimes it takes someone with an eye outside of you oh, to call you yeah. up and be like, hey. She definitely had an eye. Like she, <laughs> Steve Lim, I'm looking at you. Steve <laughs> I've been telling him the yeah. same thing. And this, and now this podcast episode will be about Steve. Yeah. I don't know. We can't. No, but I've been saying we it for five years. We can't talk about someone no one else knows about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, Marvin, check us. Um, and so, yeah, uh, all those classes. And, um, of course, in the middle of taking classes, I, you know, I would audition. Yeah. And just slowly work. You know, in the eight years, I, I seriously might have been rejected more than, like, 500 times I feel like mm-hmm. wow. um, and you know you only like book like literally less than 5% of yeah. all the jobs that you go on but that's like a understand. good booking rate that is a good booking rate people understand like but that's how much you got to audition yeah, yeah. It's, it's numbers you know like and that's even for like normal like white people right probably yeah this is yeah. for working actors yeah. they're like this is this is part of the if you're gonna break it down like quantifiable data <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the rate at which if you're doing 5% like 
you're doing good. Right. right. That, that's that's very good. And you know, and then like, the opportunities for like actors of color even even less. Even less. Yeah. In terms right. of like the number of auditions, mm-hmm. which then you'll have the less number of bookings if you have less number of auditions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Essentially. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's tough out here. It's tough out here. But I wouldn't want to do anything else. When did you move to LA? Let's say was that two years ago? Yeah, like yeah, summer of 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, was that about the time? Because the first time I saw you was at the Comedy Comedy Festival. That's our first picture that Mortified, I have with Jake. Is I remember where you that. played. Yeah. You played Lucius Malfoy. No, you played um, Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Um, during um, a reading of our friend Naomi Ko's, um Harry Potter homoerotic fan fiction. Fan fiction. I was yeah. stage manager. That was that the time I first met you. Yes. Okay. That, that's when I met like the whole Asian community in LA. I was like <laughs> the, on the side, and, 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 like yeah. pissing my pants because you guys were so funny that night. Yeah. That was a great you. night. Thank you for reviving that memory. Or, yeah. That was. Oh my that god. Was that hilarious. was at the Aratani Theater yeah. with Danny Pudi. Yeah. Danny Pudi. Will Choi, Draco Malfoy. Um, you were Draco Malfoy with like homoerotic tension with what Danny Pudi as Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm throwing shade at um, Will Choi's um, um, Ron, Ron um, Weasley. Ron Weasley because <laughs> oh we're fighting over Harry you Potter. You had a really good Draco like accent. I've heard other people do that reading and they didn't have as like a Potter. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Potter. Right? And, and it, it's funny because... I, after that because people were like dang like your English accent was really good it, it was like did you like study that and I was like no I don't know where it came from and then after that I would try to like do it and it and it didn't sound the same and I was like god damn it I'll, let me let me erase that from my resume great art comes from he needs he, he, truth it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the on stage those are yeah. you, you cannot replicate it. true art like that becomes from a very right. pure place yeah, it, you just gotta be present yeah and just be in a moment you felt the urgency <laughs> and the love exactly and the urges and the urges <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny Oh, oh the back great. and the green room for that night was really great too. Everybody was just like, "Yeah, I love being around comedians." Yeah, yeah, and that's when I first met Jenny Yang, mm-hmm. and she was producing it right alongside with um, She's um the founder Otsuko. man. Yeah. She was yeah. she was like the brains, the engine, the wheels, the coal, everything. Yeah. yeah. And since then, we've seen you around the community at various Absolutely. events, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, man, because. The the community, the Asian community in New York isn't as big as, you know, in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I think in L.A. it's just, I don't know. I, there's more going on. Like, people do more, I think, in, in L.A. Um, in terms of, like, entertainment because we're in the middle of Hollywood. Yeah. Like, in New York, there's a lot going on. But I, I wasn't as uh, immersed in, in the community as much as I wanted to because New York is home for me. Yeah. So I was just with my family most of the time when I didn't have to. <laughs> Uh, well, I, do anything. I find New Yorkers are also like more into the grind, like the yes, the hustle and grind of yes. Like, well, like, I've 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 given critique on that because I I love New York and I went and spent like six weeks there a couple years ago just because I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Actually, was there was it right before Comedy Comedy Fest or right after? I don't remember. Might have been right after. But mm-hmm. in any case, like. I experienced that New York life and I went to like the actor's green room. I took, I like audited four different classes. I was just like trying to absorb it. I really respected everything you're saying sounds about right. In terms of like, I did all these teachers. I worked with all these different coaches or I got mentored and I did, I studied Strasbourg. It's not the same in LA. Nope. Nope. Uh, You know what? Anybody else able to like list off people that they've studied with? Yeah. I'll tell you something. Um, I'm being a little bit of a hater, but it's no, 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 no. Because, because I agree. Um, it, it was very surprising to me when I got to LA and I started meeting a lot of actor friends and started kind of like um, uh, working on auditions or just kind of like um, trying to rally people to just work on our craft when we're not in classes and stuff. The the work ethic was different mm-hmm. than New York actors. Mm-hmm. You know, it just wasn't. As strong and it, and I get it. It's not like a judgment on them. The, the, the city, the culture, the weather, the, it's a the, different the atmosphere. Vibe. It's a different yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're in a perpetual vacation in LA, <laughs> even when you're, even if you're living here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, especially if you're not busy. Yeah, and it's hard. I get it. Um, so I feel like I do catch myself sometimes like pushing some friends. 
harder than they want me to, you know. But it's because I know that if you just work a little harder, you can kind of sort of tip the scale into your yeah. favor a little bit. You want tag team? I'm like, I'm right here. There's like, <laughs> yeah. there's definitely pros and cons, and there's definitely like we kind of had to find like a middle ground where like. Not everything has to be done right now, this right. instant, but you also don't have to wait till the last minute to do everything. Yeah. There you yeah. go. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's urgency. Yeah. There's yeah. urgency. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I, um, I, I'm, it's, it's weird to, for me to not put in like a, a, a little bit more time than what should be required. Mm-hmm. You know, on, on whatever, if it's an audition or a scene you're doing for class, you know, mm-hmm. just, but that's just me. I don't know. I mean, but, no. I respect I mean, that a lot. It paid off. That's what I'm saying. You're now on There's a TV. difference yeah. between somebody who yeah. doesn't and doesn't. And that's, that's you know, it's a learning process. It's not, it's a critique, but I think that that's fair and valid. And, you know, there's been a lot of that talk, honestly. Like, we've been in the collaboration space, like, I've been almost a decade. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the different kinds of conversations that come up based on, and for collab, we're, like, all over the country. So okay, we get right. to, like be very much immersed in LA Mm -hmm. but also very much outside of it too like I just got back from Atlanta and saw Collab Atlanta's Empower Conference it's a very different conversation different vibe a different Mm -hmm. work ethic Mm -hmm. and strategy I love that and it's just like those are good grounding reminders of like there are different ways to go about this and those are good things it's not like because we were just saying there's no standard there's no there's no like I mean the the base the, the, the fundamentals are basically you know, you, you want to put in as much work as you can because we, we've, we've learned, like, everyone we've seen break out, it's not something that just happens overnight. Right, right. It's one part training, one part timing, one part luck. Right, right. 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 And you have, to, you have to have that training so that when your turn is up, you're ready for it. Exactly. Right. right. But the, could, yeah. Well, I think the funny thing is, like, having going back and forth outside of the country, because, like, with Collab, I was, like, out of the state mm-hmm. pretty much, like, once a month. Almost. Wow. And so I love LA because I got to leave it a lot. <laughs> like, yay, food yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and friends. But what I noticed is that what LA has that I thought New York could learn from mm-hmm. was like the different part of the biz mm-hmm. and the industry. Mm-hmm. Because I think LA people are very, very mindful. And this is like in on brand for LA. <laughs> Just, you know, being image centric. But right. they got that branding part on lock like way more than outside of LA yeah. and it is a very much like your environment shapes how you act yes. but like you can't avoid that and it is part of your you are the CEO of Jake Toy right, you know you right. are your the product and right. you're the you're the factory worker too yeah, exactly <laughs> you yeah. know so yeah. that part i learned a lot so do you have you seen yourself shift that way i mean i love how active you are on social media because your voice is very you it's very authentic mm, 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 mm. it's very real and i'm all just like yeah fire emoji fire emoji <laughs> <laughs> yes that's, that's becoming my new favorite emoji now i love yeah. yeah yeah but a lot of things that you say are very they're very bold and it's like your personality and it's a different voice and i love that new yorker vibe too because in la it's a little different it's like but does everyone like me <laughs> uh, <laughs> or like, is, is it okay if i say this is it okay yeah but do you still like me? <laughs> right, right, right. Is this going to um, not get me that job on that show? You know, no. Um, the thing is, I actually, I'm more outspoken now because of the people I met in LA. Like Jenny oh, Yang. I love that. You know, I bring up Jenny Yang a lot to mm. people because she doesn't give a fuck, you know? More fire emojis. Yeah, more fire emojis. <laughs> yeah. And like like bomb explosion emojis. Yeah. Um, and and. See, comparing New York and LA, you don't in New York. We don't have like the comedy comedy fest. We don't have like um, people like Jenny Ascodillo like uh, putting up things um, on a bigger scale for like to cater towards like Asian talent, telling Asian stories. I think they there are in New York, but in LA, just it's just bigger. And I get it because it's a different city. Like you said, you know, it's just that's Hollywood. and um, I learn a lot from the Asians in entertainment in, in, in here in L.A. You know, they're very, very, like, uh, um, community-minded. You know, Sean Mura, you know, a lot of these people um, are very, very active for the cause. And that helped, that empowers me to be more vocal, too, and kind of... Because you got backup. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got backup. I got people in the front, yeah. you know, on the side. Yeah. Like, we're all together. Yeah. Um, and and at the same time, we hold each other accountable, 
You know, it's not like, oh, like I'll back you up 100% of the time. No, it's like, hey, like let's also grow and hold, hold each other accountable and but not desert each other, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I definitely got in LA. And and in New York, yes, it's about the grind. It's more like what can I do for me, mm-hmm. right? How can I come up? And in LA, it's like, yo, like let's include everyone. Like, hey, come come out to this and support them so that they can support us and we can all do it for each other. Right. Um and that's something On good that, days. <laughs> you said it, I didn't. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm be real. Like yeah. I'm inspired by my yeah. my neighbor right now. But I'm gonna drop bombs. It can get it, it's very much that. It is all those things and then it also gets intra competitive and it also mm. but those are those are that's part of to me, I'm like I embrace all that at this point. Right. Just after all the the versions of every experience we've gone through, the wins, the losses, mm-hmm. the competitions, whatever, and the arguments, the critic criticisms right. from outside, like all of it. It's it's normal. It's fine. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Because yeah. I was growing. I was talking to um a, a black friend of mine who's uh, very much part of Black Twitter, mm-hmm. and she was like. Because I was telling her, wow, there's a lot of infighting right now with like Asian American activists and on social media and Asian Twitter and, you know, everyone that's sort of trying to fight the same uh, fight. And she's like, uh, she's like, man, this is normal and this is necessary because the black community has been doing this for Mm -hmm. decades and it's still happening yeah like Mm -hmm. every there's like there are months out of the year where we're like uh three two one and there you go the beef is there (laughs) you know like it's like it's 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 cyclical yeah and it's like that's how you move forward sometimes you know yeah Yeah. at the end of the day we're we're all still individuals we right we can't like a lot of fighting is about like what we want the Asian American like we want one stance we want one like mm-hmm. one mission mm-hmm. which is just not going to happen right. with so many different people from like even the perspectives of someone who grew up in Southern California right, compared right, to right. someone who grew up in New York right. to someone who grew up in the Bay Area mm-hmm. we're all going to have different like we might we may have similar values but we have things that we care about more than others right and because right. Asian a- a- Asian um, identity is not like a monolithic identity right For we, sure. we are not a monolith so a Korean American might have a different view and wants um, from like a Vietnamese American yeah. and that's different Absolutely. from like someone from the Philippines who's like a first generation American you know like mm-hmm. it's so different Yeah, the, the struggles are so different and it, if we're all learning right now it's very complex but yeah. it, it's happening it's great Absolutely. Yeah. well what I love most about the Asian American entertainment community here in, in LA is that the conversations I feel like they're starting to bear fruit Right, we're mm-hmm. starting to see more decisions being made that, like, beautifully put, Marv. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Crazy Rich Asians wouldn't have happened if we didn't have all these people just talking about and yes. like fighting for representation for so long. For so long, yeah. and you know, we were talking about your casting as Mickey. Where, mm-hmm. like, I was asking you, like, when you were going out for Mickey, were you amongst other Asians or were you like the only Asian in that room? And you, you told me that. Like you were pretty much the only Asian going. Yeah, that. at least in that room that day, yeah. I was the only Asian actor. So they were not looking for an Asian. No, character. I don't think so. Um, I know my friends Yoshi and Peter Tudor, so they read for the role of Miggy, but I, no other Asian actor that I know, and I know a lot, have said, "Hey, I read for that role too," because they would tell me they would be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, Jay, congrats on Miggy. I read for that role too," and you know, this no, none of them. Yeah. Um, I've had some friends who are black and Latino. That said, yeah, I read for McGee. No. Mm. You know, but they I don't think they were <clears throat> writing that role for an Asian American. You know? Yeah. Um so yeah. And you changed the game. You're like I mean you mentioned I am that, <laughs> you mentioned that you were you were put up for the role because of someone vouching for you yeah. within the industry. So I did the ABC um um talent showcase in November of last year, right? Nice. And um the executive Emily Desotel, who I love, she's one of the executives at ABC Casting. She covers the show Single Parents. Mm-hmm. So when they were casting um the casting director Seth, he doesn't know me. He 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 didn't know who I was. Emily called him and was like, hey, can you audition Jake Choi? Because he is just like Miggy in real life. Because she knew me from the showcase. We know we know each other. So he was like, okay. So I went in. And, I, you know, Seth really liked my take on the character. Um, and, and I guess he saw that it felt very authentic to who I am, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, showed, I wore a t-shirt, showed some of the little tattoos. I wore the hat backwards, mm-hmm. you know, for the audition. You know, and I was just myself. And I and, and then so the next day he was like, yeah, we want to bring him for the producer's callback. And I think they also, 
realize, yeah. oh, okay, he's right for the role. Even though racially, we weren't thinking of that probably. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. But you let them see past because you, you were the character. And that's right, like the right. dream. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes, it, it matters because you know, especially if people are just conscious about it, you, you can't ignore the fact that who you are, how you look mm-hmm. matters and right. what that means. It, it's important. But also to just be like, I am this character and you saw it. Like, here I am. Because that's a very bigger thing for you as an individual. Like, all the work that you've done to, like, understand story and to make choices and to, like, live in the character and bring it to life. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, you know, there's the conscious, you know, the fight that we're fighting. Mm -hmm. Representation, which is incredibly important. It's never going to go away. Right, right. But also just like an actor. That's so dope. Yeah, it's nice to, like, kind of be yourself in the audition room as a character. Yeah. And they're like, yes, you fit it. Because there's nothing else you can do. You can't change your height. You can't change the color of your hair or like the 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 shape of your cheekbones. But uh-huh. you just got to be you. And then they go and then you just hope that they say this, you're right for that type. Because literally I hear stories of people, you know, saying, oh, you know, they, they were the, they, they're the, they're the best actor. Um, and, um, but we didn't cast them because they were two inches too short or, um, their voice was too high or their nose was a little too narrow or their eyes were a little too big. And you're like, wow, that's inherently who they are. They can't do anything. Yep. You know, you can't yeah. even get surgery to fix your height. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. um, yeah. just sounds like an excuse to me. Well, it's just people, it's different. I mean, coming from somebody who's now like, right, I'm writing now too. And like, because I'm just tired of the roles and I'm not seeing castable for me Mm -hmm. but like in writing them yeah i have a specific image in mind and it would be great if somebody walked in and completely blew me out of the water and shifted my my vision to something like really novel that'd be great but also like i do have someone in mind and that's that's the reality where i think like the writer part like we were saying before we started recording how important writing is because it sets the world and it sets the you know the attitude of this character and like yeah you know that's gonna kind of make limitations in a way on like who can fulfill that right because they're all pieces in a puzzle these characters Mm -hmm. right and this is build the world I wish someone told me this um you know um way way a while back like I just want to say to the actors like there's no like if you're not going into these audition rooms being your true self you're doing a disservice to not just yourself but to the producers because whether they um it doesn't matter who who what what type of character or idea they have in in their head you have to be yourself so that there is that one percent chance that you do fit the character then they they see you for who you are but if you're kind of like putting on this whole other gimmick and like your what you think they want you to be um in, in the audition room and i don't think it's going to serve anybody it, it, you know what i'm saying like you're you have to be yourself um and kill that role because if you're not that character they can always be like oh i want to bring them back for another role mm-hmm. because their audition was so good and them as a person i saw their essence and um that matches some another character in the project right you know and i wish someone would told me this before because i would always try to suppress parts of me mm-hmm. um to adjust exactly to, because i I'm, I'm worried about what they want or what I think they want mm-hmm. in a character based on the breakdown and the project that um, that they're casting for the network and right. the, you know, and all this uh, then the third but it doesn't you're, matter you're, you're like trying to win the audition not like win not to do your not you're trying to win the audition instead of like doing your best putting your best foot forward yeah as right? yourself yeah, yeah. Be the character. for example I'm born and raised in Queens New York so when I talk I have a there is a little there's a uh, New York accent that comes out sometimes, right? I hear it. You hear it? Mm-hmm. See, like, when I, even in New York, when I used to go into audition, you know, if it was a role that's, let's say, like a cop or whatever, or like a lawyer or whatever, like a, a, a hacker, immediately I'd be like, oh, don't use that accent. Like, mm-hmm. don't be this guy from Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. Just just be what you think is a vague hacker or, you know, even if it's like a series regular role on like a show, like just be very kind of like neutral. And that's the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing you can do. And and I and I wouldn't show my tattoos, like the wardrobe, like all my choices were made 
to be safe and to cater to what I thought the creatives wanted. And that would always shoot me, uh, I would always shoot myself in the foot. And up until recently, maybe in LA, like a year ago, I would kind of go into these audition rooms, t shirt on, show my tattoos, dress with like jog, you know, um, joggers or tracks, track pants, sneakers. And I would just kind of literally be Jake Choi as character A, B, and Project XYZ. Right. And that is when they were like, oh, yes, call him back. Bring him back. Mm-hmm. We you want know? Jake Choi, Queens boy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And that's what I, I needed this pep tell talk. actors. <laughs> yeah. This is very meta because it's the same thing for everything. Right. Yeah. Because everybody, life. this is my whole thing. I've said it like uh, how many times I've said it on this podcast, but I believe that everybody could be an actor because everybody is an actor. We always adjust mm-hmm. according to circumstances. Mm-hmm. We don't act the same way we're amongst friends when we're in a professional right, setting. Right. We are chameleons. We adjust to our environment. So I feel like being paid to be an actor is great fun because I was like, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but like the when we succeed in life, it's that whole figuring out of like, is the version I'm being... The actual me, mm-hmm. which is why we have movies and why we have songs and why we have like, because <laughs> right. it's that self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Things go much better when you're actually like being true to yourself, exactly. whatever that means. And so like, I just needed this pep talk. So thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, speak yeah. your truth. Be, wow. be your queen's self. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <Absolutely>. queens. Yes, <laughs> queens. <laughs> well, um, Let's end this podcast um, as we probably should have started it with a quick pop culture roundtable because mm-hmm. we'd like to share what, what we've been watching, what we've been thinking of, inspired, uh, inspired by. by. So, oh, yes. Jake, what have you been, is there anything you want to share that you've been watching or, or reading or doing? I um, binged the show called Pose. It's on FX. Oh, yeah. Pose? I, Pose. P-O-S-E? It's spelled- P-O-S-E. That's the show about the the, the drag bar, right? Or the... yeah, it, it's it's um a drama about the ballroom mm. scene and culture, and um yeah, like with a lot of uh, the leads are all trans women of color, mm. um and it just it's it's so beautifully shot. The acting is phenomenal, um especially from um. MJ Rodriguez, who plays Blanca, the lead, and then India Moore, who plays Angel. I love her to death. <laughs> and I think Evan Peters is in it. Evan Peters, who um, is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, created, uh, it's produced by Ryan Murphy. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's 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 one of my favorite shows out right now. And I want to be on it because um, it's great. We're going to manifest. This is what happens yes. when we say things. <laughs> I want out that. Loud. I want it. Um, and it's shot in New York. All in New York. Yeah. It's, it's I a, love it. It's a Pyrrhic piece, right? It's about... Yeah. yeah. It's like... It, it takes place, I think, in the early 80s. In mm-hmm. the, and then throughout the season, it kind of like travels throughout the 80s, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful... I've heard show. a lot of great things. And Ryan, Ryan Murphy does a lot of great work. Yes, he does. Producing shows. Yes, so. he does. Cool. Yeah. Minji, what have you been watching? I watched A Star is Born. Oh. oh. Did you guys watch it? No. no. Oh, <laughs> is it good? I missed that tiff, but... Oh, okay. Um, I enjoyed it. There were mixed reactions from the people I went to watch it with. I went with like, a group and there were other people there. Um, but I like that people react to it. It's not like this passive experience. Mm-hmm. Like They either really enjoyed it or they really didn't like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I kinda, Have you I'm watched the older versions? Like the Starsen version? Yeah, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know it was like a fourth remake. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. The first ever was like... I think it was like the 20s or 30s yeah it's an Silent old film? movie maybe so, 40s oh, i don't 40s, know yeah. i want to i want to now like look yeah. at this anthology like the original movie was about movie stars right and then right. i think the strike sign version made it about singers Music. yeah mm. there's a beautiful photo because i watched the interview where lady gaga spoke with colbert and then like, she went to barbara streisand's house and she like <laughs> gave her her blessing to like do well and prosper with this role. Really, and they took this like beautiful photo together. Have oh, you seen? Cool. Have you seen the Twitter um, argument about where this movie takes place? Oh no, because <laughs> no, <I get> <laughs> um, Lady Gaga's character and her father have like his her father's played by Andrew Dice Clay mm-hmm. have like the like the Italian New York accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but all the landmarks are Southern California, Coachella. Yeah. Echo Park, Silver Lake. Yeah, it's very, yeah. It's very LA. No, um, floored by the acting. I mm. just saw it like 
I have a different perspective now than watching anything because I care about writing a lot more. Ever since I became an actor, I cared mm-hmm. a lot more about writing because mm-hmm. I really listen to the words coming out of their mouths right. because that creates reality or not. It's either truthful or it's not. Right. That's the best way, like, mm-hmm. for, for way I can put it. Either it's truthful or it's not. So I'm like, dang, they had a really good writer. Then I'm like blown away. Um, I mean, like, again, learning that it was a remake changed my mind <laughs> on, like... It Thanks, gave, it, Marvin. It gave, no, no, I learned it before. I oh, learned okay, it before, okay. but like it's I the fourth said. remake of this movie. So I heard it, a thing about it on NPR, and I really wish I hadn't heard it because that's a, that's the issue with like everyone like having their own take. It was like right? a, literally a film critic speaking about it, mm. so it colored it before I walked in, and I didn't like that. But acting, act, like that's the main thing that I care about. Lady Gaga and Brett. I mean. Oh my god, that whole cast, it was beautiful. Mm. I for whatever criticisms I have about all the other things cuz I I criticize things on like writing, on the cinematography, on the mm-hmm. editing, you know, the pacing and stuff. What about directing? Is this Bradley Cooper's I Oscar? I think he, I think he did a great job for the fact this is his first feature, right? Right, right. Um but the acting was just beautiful. Yeah. Like Lady Gaga, oh my god, like she's just <laughs> wonderful. Mm. So like mm. it made me like feel I was like I'm proud of it actor and I need to be better also like right, that feeling right, is right. great that's awesome yeah that's great she's I just think she's so talented and um, she's like a very she's an artist yeah like yeah. that's what I felt after watching I was like yes queen that's good yeah I remember seeing a trailer it was a short like uh, trailer with um, Bradley Cooper and Dave Chappelle and uh-huh. they're talking um, and Dave Chappelle has just like this like tank top on and Bradley Cooper looks down and defeated and uh they're just having a conversation but listening to dave chappelle's voice it was so different than what you know uh, from what you've yeah. seen from dave chappelle yeah and i just got emotional just um, hearing their convo they're you know because yeah. they're friends and but they were talking about some real shit and uh yeah i was like wow just this little one minute clip is yeah. very powerful there's yeah. some gems like you know like yeah i think it, i think it's a good movie i enjoyed mm. it I get where people. I've already seen people who like are not for it, but mm-hmm. I get where they're coming from. So okay. I don't feel like, oh my god, mm-hmm. you're wrong. Right, right, right. The way Ma- Marvin and I fought over Mad Max, but um, anyway, Mad we gotta bring that back. Up. We don't need to re- relive that. Okay. <laughs> but it wasn't contentious. It's like, oh, that was your experience with it. Are we talking yeah, about Mad yeah. Max or this? Because that was pretty contentious. No, I'm saying this was. A Star is Born was okay. like we 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 cool. It was respectful. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. What are you watching? Um, well, I want to bring up a thing to. I recently discovered, and since this is an Asian American podcast, I feel like it 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 um it fits. I've discovered paying with the um by tapping your credit card because mm-hmm. the new ones have the RFID chip. Right, it is a game changer in fighting the pay for the bill. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, shit! Because you're sitting there. Oh my god! Both of you, like, yeah. um. At the boba place, and you're, <laughs> the ready, boba place. you're ready with your card, right? You're ready. For Which the, boba place, though? Eighty-five degrees C. Eighty-five degrees C. Salted caramel. You're ready. You're ready to like. You have your card ready to like to stab it yes. in, right? Yes. But then you just go. Doot. Do you just tap it? <laughs> you just tap it. Yeah. And, tap card, and you win. And you win. Hey. Yeah. And you win. And the best thing is not like I just recently got my cars refreshed, so they all have the RFID chip. Wow. And not everyone has it. So Right, I don't have so it. You yeah. win. Yeah, you win all the time. So you broke <laughs> <laughs> You go broke faster. Yeah. But I have my honor. You have your honor. <laughs> <laughs> your Asian card will never be snatched. I have maximum face. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah. Yes. yes, you do. Um, Honor is you attacked. are better than them. <laughs> yes, as a human being. <laughs> you, I'm just saying. And you did not take the last piece of food when you were sharing. Right. Not, not everyone knows about hat. it. I've done it at times where the the reception is like, I didn't know you can do that. Oh, now everyone's gonna know, Marvin. Yeah. Now and it's so much quicker because like well, with, now his battles are about to ensue. Yes. With the card, you that you wait like ten seconds. This one you just boop. Yeah, you, you remember that fresh off the boat episode. Where Ken Jong yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. Constance Wu, they're yeah. fighting to pay the bill, and they're yeah. on the floor. No, no, no. <laughs> they should, they should have another episode and bring Ken Jong back. And this time, they're fighting to tap. Yeah, thing. in the future. <laughs> but they're that yeah. should be a commercial. I, that should be the commercial. Yeah. That should be the commercial. Hey, all you multicultural uh, marketing firms, they should uh, be listening this to this podcast through and through. Credit card companies. Yeah. yeah. I, I want 10% of all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, yeah. all proceeds. I'll be your booking manager. Right, right, I'll handle right. that. And sponsor this, is, this we'll podcast. Talk. This is my idea now. <laughs> you, have to, you have to get my permission. Right. 
It'll IP. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, well, Jake, thank you so much for joining us uh, for for this podcast. Um, You can catch him on Single Parents Wednesday nights on ABC um, 930. Yes, 930. Or, you know, you can DVR or you can watch it on Hulu Hulu. the next day. You know, baby. Yeah, Yeah, 930, uh, 830 Central. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to um, our so. I don't know if you can tell us, but there will be more Miggy stories, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to... um, uh, I'm not giving any spoilers away, but we are approaching um, the uh, baby mother episode oh. in terms of shooting soon. So baby that'll time. be interesting. Yeah, we, you know, did they cast her already? No, and oh. even if they did, I wouldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> but they, no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Um, but that's coming soon. Oh, wow. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Are you ready for your stand up? Side note. Right, both Minji and oh Jake will be performing newbie stand-up sets. <laughs> I forgot at this about weekend's it. comedy comedy festival, a comedy yes, festival in Los Angeles. I'm going home tonight to write the uh, the second half of the set. Yeah, yeah. I have it's homework. Gonna be funny. I have to talk to Otsuko. I have yeah. to like, send her an email. So Shout out to Otsuko. <laughs> Otsuko is the best coach. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you in LA, you can catch. Both Minji and Jake live doing their stand-up sets at the Comedy Festival. Um, go to ComedyComedyFest.com to look for, uh, to get tickets. Yes. It'll <laughs> be fun. I'm It'll excited. Be fun. I'm excited too. Yeah. yeah. Um, some last minute housekeeping. Uh, thanks to Visual Communications for letting us record this podcast in their office. We're in the Potluck Podcast Studio uh, within the VC office. They are our sister organization who are in charge of some really great programs supporting Asian American filmmakers, including the Armed with Camera Fellowship and the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. Uh, thanks again to the Potluck Podcast Collective for letting us be a part of their group. Um, check out our other great shows, such as, first of all, Minji's other podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can catch her last two episodes on. Uh, FOMO and opportunity costs, which is technically the same thing, kind of. A little bit, <laughs> but one's more emotional than yeah. the other. Yeah, there's uh. economics. Um, but the FOMO one's great because it's with June. Yeah, check out her show on the rest of our uh, collective by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. Special thanks to Gian Mazzala for use of his um, song for our intro and outro. Um, as always, you can email uh, the collabcast at podcast at collaboration.org. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Five star review. <laughs> um, and on that note, thanks again, Jake, for joining us. Thank you, Jake. Thank and you for we'll having see me. You all next Congratulations. Time. Bye. Don't trip, I just hope you're so fit.